Kentucky Roll Call podcasts are brought to you by Cornbread Hemp. Happy holidays from our friends at Cornbread Hemp. This past year has been stressful for everyone, especially now that the holidays are here and finding effective ways to cope may seem impossible. That's why I trust my friends over at Cornbread Hemp, Kentucky's number one rated CBD company with the most THC allowed by law. Leave the holiday stress behind when you share Cornbread Hemp with your loved ones this holiday season. They even have gifts for your parents too. So from now until Christmas, enjoy an extra 30% off your entire purchase when you visit cornbreadhemp.com and enter the promo code big x at checkout enjoy the entire holiday season with a little help from our friends at cornbread hemp kentucky's first choice for all things cbd bueller 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 Tip, tip of the cap to tip of the tip. Be- cap, just the cat, just cats. Cats, tip. cats, the cats. Tip. Tip of the cap. Terry Wilson. He's gonna throw. Conrad. Touchdown, Kentucky. Touchdown, Kentucky. <laughs> Victory, Kentucky. Like, give your fans what they want. You dinguses. She probably smokes marijuana. Bad, bad girl. They, Rubbish. His buggers over here. <laughs> Back outside. This is the point where he always hits it. Oh! Aaron Harrison beyond belief. We did it. We beat those British. We bastards. beat the British. Suck it, Cornwallis. Ten kids. You're basically pregnant for 20 years. Pregnant or breastfeeding. Just wild. Like that sounds exhausting. Potheads. What an adorable. What an adorable bunch of people. Woodson from the gun. Play fake. Step it up. He's throwing deep down the near sideline. He's got Johnson. 20. Jesus, Rash, get it together! It's game day, come on! Welcome to Kentucky Roll Call with Walker and Roush. Hello, everybody. Happy Thursday to you, December 30th, 2021. You're listening to Kentucky Roll Call here on Radio. 96.1 96.1 FM, 1450 AM. TJ Walker, Nick Roush, and Justin Kalen here on your Thursday morning. Foggy in the Louisville and surrounding areas. So maybe allow yourself a little extra time if you're heading into to work today. I know a lot of folks kind of have kind of have it easy this week. Maybe just going in sporadically. Uh, hopefully that's the case for you. But regardless, we're happy that you're listening. And as the intro says as nick roush says in the intro it's game day today the only non-game day of a little three out of four day stretch cats played last night they'll play tomorrow and of course the bowl game that we're all excited about and nick roush is in orlando for as a matter of fact roush how are you i'm doing well doing well enjoyed watching uh, a fun basketball game with a bunch of other kentucky fans last night in orlando uh, a little, little tired, little tired, but uh, we're gonna power through until it's nap time. That's the way to go. That's the way to go about it. That's the way to go about it. So, a little watch party last night, huh? Yeah, yeah. The uh, Kentucky fans. Uh, I think it's it's in our DNA that ooh, there's a tin roof. Well, let's go there. I'm sure they'll have the Cats game on, and they did. They did. It was a good time. I uh, ran into uh, Luckett's father-in-law. And a couple of his cousins, and uh, enjoy the game with him. It was fun. 
just getting some really big authoritative high fives because uh, that game last night it had some, you know. And uh, even though Missouri is not a good basketball team, they did have their runs to make it close enough where you're like, all right, guys, let's wake up, put them away. And uh, that's what Kentucky did. They woke up and they, they put them away. Now, I feel like I know what you're going to say to this, but you're anti-watching Kentucky at bars, and here you are having the time of your life. Yeah, it was a good time. It was. And some of it's definitely the win in Rome aspect of things. But uh, no, last, last night was a lot of fun. was a lot of fun. I figured you would say, yeah, it was a Missouri game. We knew we were going to win. I was having a good time. Didn't have to focus in on every single play, which that there is truth to that. Kentucky mm-hmm. didn't play its best game. I don't know if I'd even say an A-minus game. I don't think it got to the A grade. But they still cruise, Justin, and they take care of business. And I, I think we saw two things from this game from last night. And, Justin, you better watch with IU not having a game. Oh, I watched. Uh, my man, my man, I knew you would. But the two things, I think, one, this team can just be a lot of fun. And I, I think that they – you see flashes that are like, man, if they can if they can extend that for long stretches, that, that could be national championship good. And they still have stretches where it's just far too much standing around. You're a little confused about maybe the five that are on the floor. They're, they can go in stretches where they kind of just don't, don't – Put 110% intensity out there defensively. They get lost. They they don't really know exactly who they're guarding. So they're still they're still trying to figure this stuff out. And there should be a lot of room for improvement in December. And there is, but I I can't help but focus more on the burst they have, where you just blink and it's like 12 points Kentucky scored, and and uh, they can do it quickly. And it involves getting in the lane, kicking out, knocking down the shots, and uh, the way this team rebounds, Roush, just you gotta you gotta keep shooting, yeah. Because a, even a even a thirty percent three point shooter throwing up a shot, and I you know it doesn't have to be rushed, and it doesn't have to be totally contested. Although I'm I'm at the point where Grady, you just throw it up, buddy. I'm ha- you know you can be guarded. I'm fine with that. But you can have a point where it's like a twenty nine or thirty percent three point shooter and let it rip because Kentucky's such a good offensive rebounding team. You're probably gonna get it. And you're going to give yourself another opportunity. And second chance points was a big deal last night, Roush. Yeah, and it's almost surprising when Oscar doesn't get the offensive rebound. You know, <laughs> that, his, that's, his last that's the point two we last reach. night were amazing. And you he, could tell Missouri's game plan was like, you any time a ball goes up, you got to find this guy. He's going to get the rebound. And they and I think it bothered Oscar a little bit. I contributed that to kind of his poor shooting night. It's just like he was having to really, really work for those rebounds. But that's the thing about Oscar. And the the Coach K called him a machine sort of deal. Is he just keeps going at you. And he keeps going at you. Where even if he's having a tough shooting night, and even if you're making him a focal point of finding him when a ball goes up, he's just going to wear you out eventually. He still found a way to get his rebounds, Roush. He he was he missed I think two dunks. He couldn't sink a couple hook shots. Um, there was one play in particular. It was late in the shot clock, and he got that fifteen footer, and he didn't take it. He tried to like drive to the rim or something, and ended up turning it over. Something was off offensively, and you could see it. It was pretty apparent that he he was having an off night, and 
that's when I opened my big dumb mouth and said he's not a machine. And you know what? Mr. Machine just kept, like you said, going at the glass, attacking it. And it, it's, it wasn't as, you know, obviously it wasn't as many as the other night, but it, it, it had a very similar feeling where you look up and you're like, oh my God, he's at 15 rebounds. And then he just gets three in a row on back-to-back-to-back-to-back possessions. That man, gosh, his, his enthusiasm and inability to, to get down on himself. Because that, that's like the easiest thing to do in basketball. When your shots aren't falling, things aren't going your way, drop your head and, and, and just kind of, you know, turtle, for the lack of a better term. And he does not. He keeps attacking that glass. And to have 48 rebounds over two games, that's just, it's it's unbelievable. Unbelievable. My, uh, my roommate didn't watch the game, so I got home and I asked him if he watched it, and he was like, no. He was like, how'd it go? I looked at him, I was like, Oscar had 20 rebounds, and he just whips his head towards me, and he said, again? I was like, yep, again. No big and, deal. And it kind of, they come. I don't know if maybe we're just getting used to him. They come quietly. Yeah, they do. Yeah, that one last night was real quiet. Yeah, uh, you, you're following along. And it's like, all right, yeah, he's getting rebounds. Yeah, he's getting rebounds. You notice the other team trying to box him out. And then there is just a moment you look up at the box score and you're like, what? And Roush, I, I think that part of Oscar's offensive philosophy, which is a bad offensive game for him, and that's fine. won't be his last. I, I think you're still getting these kids that are told one thing one game and they may try to keep that a little clo- too close to heart the following game, where it's like for an NFL player, you, you prepare for a defense, and then you kind of you throw out 98% of that the following week because it's a new defense. Now, if there's some similarities, you can always draw back on those sort of deals. It almost seemed like Oscar thought he was going up against another 7-5 dude where it's like, hey, you got to go finish inside of him. If you try to go away from him, he's going to block his shot. But if you try to get up into his arms, it's a little tougher. You can get foul contact. You can do that. Because he, he was passing up. He, was, he wasn't he was floating as much as he did. And then when he was floating, you're right, he didn't shoot as much and uh, instead opted to kind of be more physical inside, try to score in the paint. Didn't lead to his most efficient night. Kind of strange to see that he had – uh, a night where he shot 20% from the field. What? That's crazy. But Roush, he didn't get to the line. And that's something that we've kind of wondered why he hasn't been able to get to the line more. Uh, so as he played more physical, no, it wasn't great for his offensive game. But we did see him get to the free throw line where he was really, really good. Used to be a huge issue in his basketball career, free throws, uh, 9 of 10 from the stripe last night, assuming the stats I'm looking at are accurate. And – uh so he's still finding ways to impact the game, even when the shot's not falling. That's a sign of a mature and good basketball player. Yes, yes. And uh, you you also got it when he was on the bench from Lance Ware, who went to the free throw line a couple of times. And, and you know what, too, TJ? I, I think we mentioned this as it was happening, but you're not going to get fouled as more when you're playing poopy teams. They're, they're finally playing some teams that can match their physicality or will try to outmatch their physicality by just simply beating people up inside. Uh, I I don't think Missouri is going to be the only bad SEC team that, well, they might not be very skilled, but they still have some physical athletes that are going to try to rough you up. That, that's going to happen 
more than once this season. And to see Oscar respond to adversity in that way, man, you, you got to feel just great about this team. Even though Missouri is not a good, not very good, the, the more I see of this Kentucky team, the more I like. Yeah, I'm in the same boat. I mean, when you all were talking about him having a bad offensive night, and I'm looking at the numbers, 9 of 10 from the free throw stripe, like you mentioned, TJ, but it's not just that. His free throw shot, it's a really similar to his jump shot. I mean, that thing is beautiful. His form <laughs> at the free throw line is perfection. I well, really enjoy I, I enjoy watching Oscar a lot. Yeah, somebody that watched him in high school, the, the development, it's it's significantly more than a lot of guys now. A lot of guys that I would cover in high school, which has been one year in college, so you didn't get as much time to kind of see them turn their game. Uh, but even from his time in West Virginia, the last time we saw him in a Mountaineer uniform, to what he is today at Kentucky, it, it's it's nuts. He's got to stay healthy. If he can continue to stay out of foul trouble, he had four last night, but it wasn't wasn't the most concerning thing in the world, then then the Caps are going to be just fine. And uh, still watching this team, Roush, and now they have officially surpassed last year's win total. <laughs> the double-digit win Caps are back, baby. A lot of people said UK basketball is never going to win double-digit games again, and we can confirm to the haters and losers the Basket Cats, fun tucky basketball is here to stay. And last night's comfortable win gosh Kentucky started out so hot and I was like yeah all right I maybe should have juiced the line a little bit and made it like a 25 point spread Kentucky's gonna be just fine and then Missouri went on that run and I was like all right I still think Kentucky's gonna be fine I don't think the spread I'm not overly concerned about the spread but that was kind of weird uh and then second half was kind of back and forth from a spread standpoint before Kentucky's final big push there near the end. A comfortable cover, a pretty solid gambling night for me. The only loss I had was I bet DePaul money DePaul money line against Butler, but the other bet I lost the over 44 and a half in the Cheez-It Bowl. Roush? Mm, wow. It was you. I, I uh it was a big day for favorites. Favorites, uh, if you parlayed them all, you were doing well, and you could have outlined some stuff because Maryland beat the ever-living snot, ever-living snot out of Virginia Tech. The Cheez-It Bowl, though, what a what a hilarious way to lose. It was the most Brock Purdy way where oh, you gosh. Got, you've got a fourth and two. He scrambles for it. You get the first down. You get it. You got the first down. First and down, it, baby. Drive continues. He tried to he tried to do more than he needed to. Instead of just going down, he he tried to get extra yards. He goes to kick it outside. Ball pokes free. He dives on it, but the but he dives on the fumble behind the sticks. He doesn't convert the first down. Oh man, that guy. Gosh. Wild finish that game. I was hoping Iowa State would score to go to overtime, and then the over would be a lock at that point. But uh not to be so that that I missed that one, but how about the Oklahoma Boomer Sooners going out there and Stoops just saying, you know what, I still got it. I can still make this offense home. That was almost a fifty burger on the Ducks. Easy, easy money there because Alice, you, you you brought up a lot of good points on that one, and uh, so I'm glad I followed you on that one. Yeah, yeah. I mean, the amount of opt outs and changes at Oregon, and then Oklahoma for as ho hum as they were this year. At times, still Oklahoma, still we're a 10-win football team. 
So uh, they they took care of business in the Alamo Bowl. I think yesterday was going to be the worst day of bowl games. Just what? Yesterday was fine. I mean the the pinstripe bowl stunk, and I wasn't excited about it at all. I didn't bet it because I didn't have a feel on it. I did not want to watch Maryland and Virginia Tech play another football game. Uh, I only checked it out just for the optics of like it is sometimes cool to see a football game in Their Yankee baseball Stadium. stadium yeah. yeah, and you know the one in Fenway got canceled, but that'd be cool to see as well. Uh, just historic baseball stadiums that have well Yankee Stadium not overly historic, but still a cool stadium. Uh, but I, I checked it out for a second. But sheesh. Speaking of 10-win seasons, Clemson's win yesterday got them to 10 wins. Who saw that coming? And the ACC's first bowl win since, I think, 2019. That's yeah, true. that would be, what, like 14, 15 straight losses? Wow, that's pretty bad. <laughs> Man, pretty, crazy. pretty bad. Uh, although, you know, not like the SEC has really been on fire. Although they'll try to get back on track today. We get the Battle of the Carolinas, which Ooh, is a fun game. And some Mayo Bowl. Somebody's Mayo getting Mayo Bath. And then you get Nick's uncle taking on the Tennessee Vols, maybe oh, one of the – uh, Well, I, I know there's probably no Kentucky fans rooting for the SEC. And that one, we're all on team Nick's sweet uncle. Uh, Funkel, as some say. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Although they, uh, Purdue's dealing with some opt-outs, right? They're, they're, they're pretty short. Am I mistaken on that? Um, I don't know how official it is, but I would just – I would err on the side of a bunch of opt-outs. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Are you are you are you giving us a little wink wink? Maybe the balls, sadly, are the better bet here. Yeah. Six yeah. and a half is pretty low in a game in Nashville, which not terribly far from West Lafayette, but it's not Knoxville. So uh okay. I've got my eye on that one for maybe a, a betting purpose later this afternoon. SEC basketball, feel the fever, baby. It was going oh. on last night. Did Tennessee, any, Bama. Man. Did any of you all follow? I'm going to get to that one. Did any of you all follow me on the Auburn LSU bet? No, no. But LSU had one point ten minutes in the game. That was horrible. <laughs> and they came. Hey, for their credit, they came back and made they it. They did. A, yeah, they game. fought. But Auburn flexed this muscles late, and LSU I think took too much energy trying to come back. Didn't have enough in the tank late. Auburn pulled away. Easy cover there for the Tigers, but I believe that's LSU's first loss. I, I only made two bets last night, TJ. So I bet the Kentucky spread, of course. And then I got home, and Louisville was getting plus four and a half. So oh, I just, so you I dirty just parla- dog. I parlayed all my winnings from Kentucky onto Louisville plus four and a half. So oh, it was a good, good no. night for me as well. No, they actually, won. I, I was actually, oh, plus four. I was thinking yeah. minus four and a no, half. Plus Sorry. Four, so. yeah. I was actually going to bring up, Roush, my buddy in Pennsylvania. He texted me. When Missouri went on that run after Kentucky was up 12 or whatever, and Missouri came back and took the one-point lead, he said, well, got to love live betting. Just got Kentucky at minus 12. And I was like, damn it, Kentucky lawmakers. Oh, man. I'm so sick of you all (laughs) keeping me away from winning thousands. I I was having this conversation with uh, Cousin Mike last night, and he had sports gambling for a month down here in Florida. where the Seminole tribe is like, all right, Florida, we're we're doing this thing. Tr- stop us if you can. You know, we're we're doing it no matter what. Well, eventually, they're the, they got an injunction from like the state supreme court and did stop them about two weeks before this bowl game. So they got a month of it, but in that month, it was a, a quick learning curve that oh, 
basketball games, they change quickly and the lines drop dramatically. And it's I'm sure that there's it's probably like a computer algorithm for the most part. I don't think you have actual bookmakers doing all of the live lines. Like it's just impossible. So I uh that college basketball, basketball in general, live betting is the way to go. And if there is a way that we're being deprived, it's that we can't enjoy putting cheddar down on the cats quite as much because it's not a surefire walk when you're when you're not betting live. Yeah. And you just some I think it's all just math based live lines. I mean, literally one basket will change all the equations in a live line, money line, live over under, live spread, whatever it may be. Justin, when did you what, what time do you think it was left in that UL Wake Forest game? Eight o'clock start and it ended around 10. I think it maybe went a little uh, smidge long because there's a lot of foul calls. When do you think you got in? Because Wake Forest was up. It was kind of a buffer game. Wake was up like five points, give or take a couple yeah. buckets for the majority of that second half. So I crossed the bridge about, uh, it was probably about 9.30, and I opened my app immediately and looked, and Louisville was only getting two and a half. And I was going to bet it then, and it wouldn't let me. So I waited till I got home. That's when I saw the four and a half, and I was like, oh, my gosh, what a dream. But yeah, it's it's really I I kind of did the same thing last night in the Alabama Tennessee game that you were just talking about. You got to wait for that one basket. I wanted to bet Tennessee yeah. plus whatever, but I needed Alabama just to get that one more basket so I could get the little more points than I that I needed, and it ended up working out. So yeah, you you got to wait for the right moment in live betting. But I agree, live betting is the way to go. I I didn't realize this though, TJ. There were a lot of Wake Forest fans in Orlando. <laughs> oh. I didn't know there were a lot of Wake Forest fans anywhere. Yeah, I'm surprised by that as well. Uh, Kentucky fans cheering for Wake Forest. Oh, uh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Why? You, you got to You got to give. Oh, you got to give Louisville. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. You got to give Louisville some credit because Wake Forest. I thought they played pretty well. And every time Wake Forest did something to take the lead, or you're like, okay, here's where they turn the corner. Louisville would come down and hit a three. So that that was a must win. For the cards, and uh, they got it. So, so good for them. Good for they them. Stink. It really was a must win for them, and it reminded me a lot of the NC State win for U of L, which NC State's not that good of a team. I don't. Uh, I don't think Wake Forest is a great team. Although you, some some teams got to get to the NCAA tournament from the ACC. They're not just going to have Duke. So I don't know who it's going to be that's going to step up and, and and steal those other bids. But Louisville very much could have lost to NC State. They very much could have lost to Wake Forest. They find ways to win both those games. Now they're at top of the ACC standings at two and zero. I think they're like eight and four on the year. But if they had lost that one last night, would have would have really made that record ugly. Would have really put them in a tough spot in terms of finding signature wins, good wins later in the year. Probably would have put them in a spot. Roush, if Louisville gets desperate enough on the bubble. They may be really trying to find a way to play that Kentucky game just because they may need another opponent that's ranked that can boost their resume. But crisis at least partially adverted with their win at home last night. Uh, it was a game that it just when Wake was up four or five, it was just like Wake hit when they'd get the ball, just hit a shot, and you're really going to be in a comfortable spot. That's going to make Louisville have to really feel rushed, pressured. Instead, they'd go down and miss, and then Louisville would come down and score and kind of keep it within 
arm's length. But that back-to-back-to-back, there was four straight possessions of made three-pointers between Wake Forest and Louisville with about three minutes to go. It was a fun game. It was it felt good to – it was a great sports night. Uh, just you flipping from different game to different game. There's so much going on. Good to have good basketball back. And then the, the bowl game is also entertaining as well as we say goodbye to the college football season. Man, love sports this time of year. Love sports this time of year. Just so much fun. And we don't have to wait long to see Kentucky basketball again. Don't have to wait a week. They turn around tomorrow, take on High Point, Tubby Smith High Point team that went to East Lansing against Michigan State, had a halftime lead. And they end up falling, I think, by 13 or 14 or something like that. But it was uh, the game, never no team led by more than seven, I think, until the final two or three minutes of the game before Michigan State pulled it away. So Tubby had his team ready to go up at, at Michigan State. I don't think it's going to be a close game on Friday. Uh, maybe Kentucky comes out a little slow with the noon start. I wouldn't be the, that wouldn't be the most surprised thing in the world, but I'm glad we don't have to wait a long time. And this is a, a team that just showed that they can hang with Michigan state Roush. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I do. I do think that sometimes when you're, you're playing on a road trip like this, there's only so many of those shots that David can get in at a Goliath before they're, they, they, they just don't have it in them. And I, I think that for Kentucky's sake, that they they might have gotten lucky and High Point might have gotten that out of the way at Michigan State. Some food for thought. Yeah, probably you're probably you're you're probably right about that. Uh, I'm just happy we don't have to wait a while because this yeah. is a fun time for Kentucky basketball. They seem to be clicking, undefeated in conference play with their season opening win last night. And January gets beefy, folks. It really does. So, uh, what do you got, Justin? I was just going to say, speaking of fun, Kentucky has turned into a really fun basketball pro or team to watch. And you know why that is? Because they are having fun. The positive touches with this team is really something that I've enjoyed watching. I mean, they, they are constantly smiling, laughing, giving each other high fives. And that's that's the team camaraderie that you need if you want to be a successful team come March. Yeah, and you play off one another, you feed off one another, and it seems like this group's having fun playing with with one another a lot to talk about with last night's game and as we preview ahead to the tubby smith game as well we're going to talk uh today and tomorrow maybe about some of our favorite tubby smith memories and players and all that sort of deal that's the coach roush and i grew up with and the coach that for the most mm-hmm. part justin grew up rooting against so we'll, oh, yeah. we'll have we'll have a good time with that for now we're going to hit a break we'll come back we'll get into the thornton's text line we'll tell you a little bit more about thornton's when we return this is kentucky roll call on big exports radio tj walker nick Welcome back to Kentucky Roll Call with Walker and Roush. So I remember when we were driving, driving in your car. Speed so fast, it felt like I was drunk. City lights day out before us, and your arm felt like strapped around my shoulder. And I, I had a feeling that I belonged. I, I had a feeling I could be someone, be someone. Oh, uh, little Bruce to get, bring us back. That's great. The boss. You got to love the boss. 
Nothing better, nothing gets you more in the mood for your Thursday than listening to the boss on the Big X. Welcome back. This is Kentucky Roll Call, one of my favorite songs, Fast Car by Springsteen. Roush, how you doing? Tell me about Thornton's. That was Tracy Chapman. What? No, that yeah. was Bruce Springsteen. No, Bruce Springsteen. I'm missing something again. Carry on. <laughs> <laughs> Got him. Another another Ooh. office reference, Justin. God dang it. I gotta hey, start it. Hey, you're I've getting, gotta you're, start it. You're getting better though. You at least caught yourself on that one. <laughs> right. <laughs> Especially when we kept beating you in the head. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> well, Michael Scott oh. in the office makes a list of his favorite top ten Bruce Springsteen songs, and that one's on it, Justin. Yep. So that's that's gotcha. the joke. Yeah. All right, Roush. And Thornton. I think he put another one on there twice. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Oh, Thornton's is so nice. You'll want to eat it twice because wow. not only do they have uh, wonderful, easy, clean gas stations to fuel up your car, but you can fuel up your belly with a nice hot cup of coffee, uh, a wide willy, as we call them, a.k.a. a long john, uh, delicious donuts, breakfast burritos. They've got it all at your local Thornton's. Just download the refreshing rewards app. Before you go, save yourself some time and money at Thornton's. Locations all across the city. You can use the app, find the cheapest gas near you. It doesn't beat Thornton's. And it doesn't beat the Thornton's text line because that's where you all text in. We read every text on the air, 502-414-1450, 502-414-1450. Roush is down in Orlando. He's covering the bull week preparation for the Kentucky Wildcats as they prepare for the Iowa Hawkeyes. Roush was able to leave the show early yesterday to interview some Iowa players that I'd never heard about. Yeah, the uh, man. We got a news story, right. folks. We got a news story from yesterday. We did get a news story, but I do need to just laugh at Brian Ferentz for a moment, if you'll allow me, because believe it or not, his dad's the head coach. So he gets to be the offensive coordinator hmm. for a very, very bad offense. And he was asked, Hey, what's your, what do you, would you say your offensive identity is? And proceeded to talk for five minutes uninterrupted. At one point, he brought up how, why he doesn't like basketball. Um, he's more of an ice hockey and wrestling guy, but football and European football, you know, they're not so different. They both have 11 people on the field at the same time, but we play this sport with full pads on. That's the last I checked. Just sometimes not knee pads. It's like, what are you talking about over here? And in a roundabout <laughs> way, he basically just kept talking uh, until he said, yeah, it's a three-phase game, and we need the other two phases to be good for us to win because our offense is challenged, was his word. Well, and that's something, as we get closer to ball game, I'm sure the Kentucky coaches have been hitting this on the player's head, but there is a sense of, Roush, Kentucky hasn't played for over a month. Mm -hmm. Last time we saw Kentucky play, it was a lot of fun. We all had a lot of laughs, and Kentucky played a good, sound, clean football game. What I had briefly forgotten about is, oh, yeah, Kentucky actually does turn the ball over a lot, and that would be a good way to lose this bowl game or allow Iowa to be closer than really it should because I do think Kentucky is a better team. And I was not so shy about saying, hey, feed us turnovers because we ain't – we ain't getting up and doing it on our own, but if you want to bring us something, 
then sure, we'll take some points, but we're not going to be able to work on it on our own. They, they, they want DoorDash delivery turnovers for yes. them. And Kentucky needs to be smart about that because trust – and Justin and I, maybe after you'd gotten off the air yesterday, we were talking about how I like the over in this game. But I, I will caution UK fans, expect a pretty conservative stoops, I would think. Now, one, he defaults to being conservative. Two – Maybe it's a bowl game, so maybe he has a different mindset. But I come back to three, and three is Iowa needs turnovers to be able to beat quality football teams. Kentucky's a quality football team. Don't don't turn the ball over. I think you're going to have a good chance to win. So uh, I wonder how much of Iowa's philosophy will play into Stoops' philosophy of what they will try to do offensively. The the bottom line with Iowa is, hey – we don't make mistakes. We play, we're, we're just here ready for yours. And we're going to take advantage of them. We're going to be opportunistic. And and they have been this year. Um, uh, they've got special teams touchdowns. They've had defensive touchdowns, at least three on defense, maybe even more. Though Those stats are a little bit harder to track down. Uh, but I, uh, I absolutely love just the, the energy of the team right now. I remember that first Tax Slayer Bowl, and Stoops admitted he's like, you know, this is something new for us, so we're trying to figure out the 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 right way to go about things. Like he even called Jimbo Fisher to ask about bowl plans and stuff like like practice schedules and whatnot. Now Wait, they they re- that, that the guy we need to be calling. Oh, for uh, practice plans. Well, mm-hmm. just bowl prep. Uh, not anymore. Not anymore. Uh, his bowl like, prep is like, oh, well, you know, it's really pretty easy. You just tell the kids to go home. <laughs> <laughs> um, but essentially, they, they, they t- the whole goal when they were in Lexington was, guys, we got to be prepared to play when we leave here. I know we're going to have a week of practice down at the game, and we're going to have some fun while we're down there, but we have to be ready to play when we leave Lexington and uh, the, the team feels that way. Uh, they had practice yesterday. Uh, Josh Pascal was back at practice. Yeah. Jeez. Louise. They're a really newsworthy random Wednesday in Orlando regarding the citrus bowl. But we, we basically said like, all right, well, if he wasn't there day one, it's over there. Then day two, he's there looking like he has uh, trees. What are those trees in California, Northern California? Uh, redwoods. Yeah. Like redwood, wet redwood, stumps for legs dude is a monster yeah and i'm uh i'm still uh i'm still just cautiously optimistic that he'll play um you know i mean it's their light practices so i don't and it could be one of those things too where he might even dress and just only play a few snaps i don't i don't know um but I, i i'm still going to be cautiously optimistic entering this game that uh pascal will in fact still play uh, but you know, they, uh, the, the team, even though they've had a month to heal, uh, you know, I, I, I'm just hesitant about their health. I get, I get a little nervous going into the game because, you know, there might be a guy like you see, like in a walking boot or something, and that's precautionary stuff and he's probably fine, but you still get a little, still get a little nervous. So, uh, hopefully, hopefully you, you get everybody you need ready to roll Saturday morning. 
Yeah, and I mean, you definitely don't want anybody to make any injuries worse or impact their following season, whether it's in college or the NFL, but they they put these bowl games out there for a reason. You, you win nine games to get to better bowl games. The Caps are here. Good opportunity against a solid Big Ten program. Uh, hopefully the guys that feel it necessary to give it a go can can go out there even a little bit of josh is maybe a better than no josh at all right. and if it gets to a point where he can't really do what he's doing and somebody else can do it better then kentucky's not going to waste any time or try to force anything with that it was just good to see him back on the field this week i'm sure means a lot to him and hard not to I mean, emotional, maybe a little bit of a stretch, but really love John Summerall's quote about why he's, oh, yeah. you know, we, we've talked about that. It's cool. This is the Troy head football coach, but he's remaining with Kentucky to coach a Citrus Bowl, which a Citrus Bowl, again, it's a, it's a prestigious bowl game. It's better than Most. 95% of other bowl games, 90% of other bowl games, however many there are. Um, it's a it's a bowl game you want to win, but it doesn't really change anything huge, big picture. Yet Roush, he's sticking around to coach this one bowl game, and he had a he had a quote yesterday that will kind of pull at your at your heartstrings a little well, bit. Well, in if you write it out, it you don't get the effect of it. But like, he was trying not to cry in front of us. He he he. It was. These, this team means a lot to him. These players mean a lot to him, especially, you know, Square. Those two basically came in together, and he's – they've worked – I mean, you got to think about the hours that they've put in together, and to see all of that kind of come to a culmination at this point, it's emotional for Summerall, you know. It's it's emotional for guys who are coming home. You know, Abule, Abadi Fitzgerald playing in his last game, 30 minutes from his hometown. Kenneth Horsey, he's back here. Uh, the last time he was at the Citrus Bowl, he was redshirting because he underwent open heart surgery earlier in the year. And he said, you know, Coach Sharman told me, like, keep working and your time will come. And now he's back here starting in a game in front of 50, 60,000 people. Like, that, there, there's going to be some emotional moments. Mark Stoops, definitely one of them. Uh, and, and so I, I think we got to go back to the the one of the storylines that people are going to hit all week along with the turnovers is the the care factor and this team certainly cares if if players are not able to play it's because they physically can't because everybody wants to be out there everybody wants to beat Iowa there is a hunger a fire in this football team and Iowa is even handing them more to chew on we know that Kentucky they, loves to play with a chip on its shoulder and Man, Iowa just handed them some bulletin board material. Take it away, Joseph. And, and it's going to be fun because, you know, Kentucky's going to give us their best shot, you know. Um, they haven't made a bowl game in, you know, how long, so. Whoa. My favorite part of this. Who uh, is that? Nobody ever said what Iowa player that was. Yeah, I know, and I don't know why. Like, Justin, you couldn't, if you're going to find the video, surely you're finding the, the where they say the name of the player, so. Or the entire video. So that's my goal this morning is to figure out who that is, when it was. Because it was from like two weeks ago. Uh, that was from two weeks ago? 
At least it was in their practice facility. So, oh, was gotcha. A, I guess yeah. I didn't really see all the ins and outs of that. Well, that was just the one that was that was circulating, though. So, and um, it got it got all everybody's attention. Vince Vince Marrow even did the thing that Kentucky fans do, where he tags a bunch of guys and like, be a real shame if you guys saw this. <laughs> well, here's here's my actual take <laughs> on it: is like this this is a probably a 21 year old kid probably doesn't w- watch a lot of college football and just has the old brain about UK. Uh, he's not alone in that mindset, unfortunately, but that's that's a perception that exists of Kentucky football out there. He clearly just was uninformed. Yeah. Now, I mean, all Kentucky, that being said, if Kentucky's they want to never the, played Iowa. Like they're not familiar yeah. with each other unless you're Mark Stoops. And like it, it's it's really not that big of a deal. How and I crack up when I see like so many Kentucky people get offended and do this or do that, but hey, I don't care if that's what if that's what fuels them. If that gets them a little bit more pumped up, I talked about how I wish Kentucky was playing Michigan State because this game would have more juice or some other Big Ten pro- programs. It's hard to dislike Iowa, and especially when Stoops slobbers every time he talks about their program. It, it kind of felt it. You didn't think that there was going to be a Lynn Bowden punch thrown on the field. This was going to be two kind of blue-collar groups, go out there, play a physical football game, and then hug and love up on each other afterwards, and it's good, clean family fun. This provides at least a little something, Roush, where I bet we'll see some smack talk on the field pregame, and we'll probably see some extracurriculars after the whistle's been blown, after plays here and there. If this is what we needed to get a little juice, a little boost in the arm, I'm all for it. The uh, my favorite response so far is Wandell Robinson saying, "Well, it's true for me, but not the rest of y'all." <laughs> oh, that's kind of cute. Yeah, yeah. Uh, playing in his first bowl darn game. Nebraska, although you know should have came sooner. Oh my gosh! And I, train, baby. I have looked up, so, you know, part of the questions I was asking, like, some of the Iowa people, it's like, you know, you all played against these guys. How are they different now than what they were? And Wandale, he had, in two years against Nebraska, he had nine carries and nine receptions. And all nine receptions were in last year's game. He had as many carries and he had receptions. 18 touches in two games. No wonder they lost both games by, I think, seven points combined. Just... Stupid Scott Frost, what an idiot! Doesn't uh, seem like a recipe for success. Gosh, I could not believe that. But part of what uh, Jack Kerner, the Iowa defensive back, said, he's like, you know, Levis, he was really we were preparing for his legs, like he was a running quarterback, and we still have to respect that. Now he didn't pull an old Scott Satterfield and say, well, we didn't know he was a runner, but he's 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 a he didn't say he's a thrower first, but like. He's a much better passing quarterback now. Both Wandale and Will are completely different players than they were the last time they faced him. Um, and that's, I think, a testament to what Cohen's done in Kentucky and just how um, this offense has taken steps forward this year. And that's why you're over bet. You're, you're like, come on, bring it on. Kentucky, this team scores some points. Well, hopefully over 44. Man, come on. Ho- Hopefully over 44. I did want to share some stories, though, TJ. Some of the fun they've been having uh, down here that you might see some videos, but you don't get to hear uh, a lot of the stuff. But, you know, we, we get to talk to these guys a lot more uh, 
you know, just off the side and not like an official media capacity. We were at the Top Golf with the team uh, last oh, night. Gotta watch and, out for your foot. Oh man, my eyes are actually—they woke up burning. They were so red. Hopefully, just, you put some uh, headphones on so the music wasn't blasting too loud. Too. Oh man, I was blinded by the light. It was—it was—it was really miserable experience. But it's so funny watching these guys golf. So funny, DeAndre Square. Like he's a good athlete, and he went back to swing, and it looked like a baseball swing, and he was like, "Wait, this ain't right." And then looked around, and there's you know two cameras on him. He's like, "No, no, no, you're not gonna no, no." <laughs> and he acted like he was going to swing, and then he just basically putted it off, just like I'm done. You you all are not catching me looking like a fool up here. It is surprising how many people uh, just feel like, have you never seen a golf swing before? Or like, have you never had your arms practice that motion? And for a lot of people, the answer is no, I've never swung. I've never even practiced swung, never even tried, never had a need to. I, I hate doing this, but I, I got to call out Maggie Davis. That was, She had the worst golf swing I've ever seen in my life. <laughs> I didn't see hers. <laughs> She tweeted it out about 12 hours ago. It, it, it's, oh, man. And I, a lot of uh, girls that kind of grew up playing field hockey, Roush, they'll do a field hockey swing more than a golf swing. This mm -hmm. was like a bad field hockey swing. There, there was nothing good about this one. The the part that I enjoyed the most was uh, a boule. Before the event started, we were like, you know, are you a, are you a golf guy? And he was like, no, no. Um, I bet the specialists are, though, because they have so much time on their hands. Dude goes out there, and like you can tell this guy. like He is just a very good athlete because he is not a golfer, picks up a driver, and hits a freaking bomb. I mean, an absolute bomb. It had, you know, it was going to slice a little bit. But, like, it was a good-looking swing, and he just freaking muscled it. It was it was impressive. John Young, that dude, he should quit football and take up golf. He was just blasting balls over the net. Like that guy. Ooh, not what you want to do in top golf, though. True, but he didn't care. He was just showing off. Mm. You know. Yeah, old Maggie like Davis, no good. Yeah, no. that was that was bad. It was pretty bad. Yeah. yeah no bad. Why'd she only bring it back like three inches? I don't get it. I think to make sure that she hit it. Like that, that's a big if, if you're worried that you're not going to hit it, you don't take as big of a swing. That's true. Yeah, I'd rather have a big swing and a whiff than yes. that. <laughs> there was one guy who he's a younger offensive lineman. I mean, to the point that I, I was like, man, I don't, it's bad when I, I don't even recognize him. But he it took him four cuts to make contact. Mm. <laughs> um, the, the other outing they had the day prior, they were at Universal Studios, and they got hooked at least about a dozen of them did. It was like Brendan Bates, Justin Rigg, Chris Rodriguez. They were one of the first group of the team walking in, and some officials from Universal grabbed them and said, hey, do you all want to get like a, a, a not a fast pass? It was like the, the VIP treatment where they were not just cutting in lines. They were like taking them through back doors to get to the front of the line to ride these rides. Three-hour waits, and they were riding them twice in 10 minutes. How what? cool is that? How did that make the commoners feel? I feel like as the commoners, you see stuff like that happen, and you just got to deal with it. It wouldn't make I mean, me 
overly happy. There's nothing you can do about it. No, there's not. I mean, you, you can sit there and complain if you want. If it makes you feel better. The only time it's really bad is when you're getting ready to go and then somebody steps in front of you and you're like, are you serious? I was, it was finally my time and you stole it. Mm. But it, it was, it was funny though. Chris, uh, <laughs> Chris said, you know, those guys, they always wanted to be in the front. They always wanted to be in the front of the ride. And finally I was like, damn it. I'm getting to the front this time. And, uh, He's like, yeah, that was that was the last time I rode up front. I could only do it once. <laughs> oh, up front's the best. It's just, do you want to wait like an extra 30, 40 minutes to have the up front? Or maybe an hour in some instances. Uh, generally, no, I don't. But it is pretty cool. Oh, man. You, 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 feel, you feel important. Uh, what's, on, what's on the schedule for today? They are going to... I think it's called like America's Fun Park or I don't know. It's a small, uh, it's a little amusement park with like small rides. And uh, this is, as Bully said, this is his kind of rides. He doesn't do the big roller coaster, but he'll do these. And what they do is uh, each player or it's like a boys and girls club kind of deal, uh, except I, I don't know what the specific charity is, but there will be a player from each team with a kid. Uh, so you'll have, uh, I, I know last year the the joke was that Josh Allen was with his kid sitting behind Trace McSorley and his kid on the roller coaster, and it was like, and Josh chasing after Trace, like this is kind of uh, foreshadowing. But uh, it, it's fun because you know you'll see him in like the go karts or the golf cart or bumper cars, uh, doing all sorts of stuff like that. So that that's their outing for today. But uh, it's just a walkthrough. Today's a little light. Today is uh, Nick's day to nap and hang out by the pool a little bit and uh just wow. record a couple of podcasts so uh to, today is nick's afternoon off you dirty dog i can't believe you're not hitting the hitting the links yeah it's just i'm i need to relax i don't i don't need he to be on my feet playing he golf. doesn't have that much time tj you head on down <laughs> to the golden coast you gotta play some golf i know uh uh oh they were trying to convince me to come out. It's like, uh, no, I'm, no, no time, as uh, our friend Scoots McGee would say. Well, the pool will be nice. Uh, should should be a uh, a well deserved vacation day on your kind of vacation, but not really so much a vacation. When are you coming back Sunday? Yes, driving back Sunday. This thing oh. would have been so much easier if it wasn't that for that stupid drive. But that drive is real stupid. That is kind of nauseating when you think about the end of the week and you're like, oh man, I got to like, drive 13 hours home. Yeah. Like not only am I going to be working like 12, 13 hours Saturday, it's you go straight from that to just driving and sitting in a car all day. That That's the part that's going to stink. I was wondering, or do you, do you leave Saturday and drive, you know, to Atlanta or something? No, no, no. There'll be, there'll be cold beers drink Saturday night just to kind of. Wow. So nice hungover Sunday, 13 hour drive. <laughs> Yeah, it's to the point where yeah, I'll probably I'll pro I'll probably stop and do the show Monday from somewhere, you know. Like I just I, I have a feeling that will be the case. Yeah, nothing wrong with that, and there's nothing wrong with us heading to our daily double break and coming back for an hour or two of Kentucky roll call. One of which will get text reactions from last night's game, the ones from yesterday's show, and then everything that's been sent in 
this morning as well. We'll come back. We'll get the Thornton's text line when we return. Hour two of Kentucky Roll Call coming Roll. up next. Welcome back for hour two of Kentucky Roll Call. Nothing is over until we decide it is. With Walker and Roush. We're just getting started, bro. Welcome back, hour number two of Kentucky Roll Call here on Big X Radio. Oh, AM. TJ Walker, Nick Roush, and Justin Kalen on the Big X. We go seven to nine Monday through Friday. The replay of the show nine to eleven on the same station. And you can listen the TuneIn Radio app anywhere you get your podcast. Just search for Kentucky Roll Call. We appreciate you listening and texting into the Thornton Sex Line, 502 414 1450. Thornton's, it's convenient. You download the app, it'll tell you the cheapest gas around you. It'll save you some money each and every time you use the pump. That stuff adds up, especially if you're driving around town like I do, or if you have to drive the games and cities like Roush does. Uh, or if you're a Hoosier dingus that has to come over the bridge like Justin does. It always helps to save a little bit. Thornton's, it adds up if you scan your refreshing refuel rewards app. Did you know that Thornton's also has a gas called like unleaded 88 that it just has less octanes or whatever, and it's like five cents cheaper a gallon. Works on cars that are... I don't know, 2001 or newer or something like that. Easy way to save with just gas that will fuel your car. So, boom, try it out at Thornton's. Try it out. I had no idea. Yeah. News I, to me. It's, uh, yeah, I had no idea either. I saw it enough times. It's like, you know what? I'm going to try it. I mean, it still works as gas, right? Yep, still works as gas. And it's just five or 10 cents cheaper, depending on where you get it. So, boom, there you go. Little rash tip for you. Um, another tip. For you, uh, one thing I will not be doing Sunday that I could, in theory, do, but I just ain't got time for that. Uh, Tyrese Fearbury, the future Kentucky Wildcat, uh, top 200 edge player, he's playing in the Under Armour All American Bowl this weekend in Orlando. Sunday, he'll be uh, down at Camping World Stadium playing. I believe that game's at 2 p.m. on ESPN. So that's a little something you can watch out for. I know. Uh, our guys at on three, they've got all hands on deck with the national recruiting writers. And uh, just one update from yesterday's practice Kentucky signee Tyrese Fearbury just made his presence known during two back to back passing plays. He used a speed rush to get around one guy and disrupt the play. And he got some attaboys from the coaches for his effort. So there we go. Tyrese Fearbury making some noise down here in Orlando uh, while his Wildcats. His future teammates prepared to make some this Saturday at Camping World Stadium. Should be a good time. It's a fun time of the year where you have the football and basketball crossover. Cats beat Missouri, but here we are the next day still previewing UK's big Citrus Bowl game against Iowa. Second Citrus Bowl in four seasons. 
lot to talk about on today's show. Uh, let's at least open up this Thornton's text line. Let's do it because I'm sure there's some fun stuff from uh, from the Kentucky basketball game. Um, man, the texter so says new coach, new AD, new administration. UK isn't going to Bloomington until they get new fans. Even then, we shouldn't go back. They don't deserve it, and we don't need them. And he says, fart them. But he didn't say fart. <laughs> I, here's the thing about Indiana, Kentucky that really bothers uh, me. Great. You all don't need us. Oh. And, that, that's, and that's hard to accept because Indiana, whether they're going to lose or not every year, wants to play Kentucky. But Kentucky doesn't need Indiana. And that's that's the thing I don't think Indiana fans understand. Like it, Kentucky has a loaded schedule as it is majority of the time. They don't they don't need a paltry Indiana team on there that's going to lose. Like I, there, there's probably some truth to that. I, I I don't think Kentucky needs Indiana on the schedule. I, I could make a case maybe Indiana doesn't need Kentucky, but you know Indiana and how their fans feel. I I, I don't understand. Like Indiana just did that series with Kansas. Is that not going to move the needle for Indiana fans? Like, can you not do a home and home with UNC or something? Like, if no, Kentucky no. does a home and home with UNC, I'm I'm super pumped up about it. If they do a home and home with Kansas, I'm super pumped up about it. If they did a home and home with IU, that wouldn't be anywhere above or below those other home and homes for me. See, but that's the thing. Kentucky has other rivals. They are a rival with Kansas. They are a rival with UNC, with Duke, with Louisville. I mean, you all have so many rivals because everybody hates Kentucky. Indiana's rivals, Kentucky and Purdue. That's why the game means so much to Indiana to have on the schedule because it's one of our two rivals. Well, get new, get a new rival. Leave us alone. You we know what be, I think? You got to be good to get rivals, though. That's the thing. You know what their new rival is, TJ? Uh, Themselves having one head coach. The Big Ten tournament. Gotta gotta put that up on a pedestal. Try to win more than one game in Indianapolis. <laughs> Not gonna happen. That would be uh, a, quite the accomplishment for their program, but it's just, it's never going to stop. We're going to be hearing yeah. about that game needing to be played between those two teams for the rest of our lives until they play it. And it, it may, it, I don't know. I, what I would ask Cal Perry, if he ever comes on Kentucky roll call, which I'm convinced probably will not happen, but if he ever comes on KRC, what I, I would, what if IU just apologize? We're sorry. You guys are laughing, but what if I you came out and said, "Listen, we acted like complete and total idiots. It was not a safe environment. We put people in jeopardy. We aren't anti-court storming, but there's ways we can do it safer and better atmospheres. If you all felt like your fans and their families were treated really poorly and nasty, we will make sure to see that that doesn't happen next time you all come back. And from the bottom of our Hoosier hearts, we apologize for the atmosphere that we gave last time you all came to town. It won't happen again. You'd, yeah. you'd have to set aside egos, though, and that's just not going to happen. What and if they did? It's like it's like ten years too late, too. If, I don't think yeah. Cal would care. If they did that, I don't think Cal would care. Cal is a Catholic. I think Cal he's going to hold a grudge. No, no. Yeah, but you, yeah, Catholics are supposed to forgive, but we do not. We hold grudges. No, that's You're not. That's not. Hold. Speak for yourself. Catholics do forgive. They just have to be apologized to. They they have to the the peace offering has to be brought to them. And then I think in good faith, Cal Perry would say, "Okay, that was big of you all to do. It did take entirely too long, but there's different coaches, different ads. The times are changed. I appreciate you all apologizing." 
let's go ahead and do the darn thing. You got to put Mike Woodson and John Calipari in a confessional booth. <laughs> yeah. yeah. You can make all this. You can. I, I think if I you apologize, that's the only way maybe this thing can get going. So we need to make the hashtag if you really want this game, which I certainly don't care about. But the hashtag on social media would need to be I you apologize. And then if, if that's the only thing that's going to get this game back, then screw it. We don't need Kentucky. But you just said you did, though, unfortunately. No, and we got it on, and we got it on I don't want to. I don't want to have to apologize, though. I don't apologize for nothing. You apologize all the time for any time the show messes up. <laughs> this is true. It's <laughs> <laughs> just something to something to keep an eye on. Roush, you had the right idea. They could be like the BP spokesman's campaign. Uh, you could just have IU lying on rugs in front of fireplaces saying, we're sorry. <laughs> sorry. Oh, man. Dexter on Thornton's text line says, you're right, Justin. It's been a great winter. All nine days of it so far. That's wow. right. All, all nine days of beautiful weather. What is Warm beautiful field. about the weather right now, Justin? And yesterday, uh, right now and yesterday, yeah, no, that's pretty ugly. That is a funny text, though. Winter has not been long, Justin. <laughs> I always forget it doesn't start till the end of December. All the all the seasons need to move up at least a month. Yes, agreed. Yeah, or change the your change the way you turn. I know this, that's, that's not how the solstices work, but maybe we could talk to big government about figuring something out there. Hey, if, if anything can be fixed, big government can fix it. Hey, you know what doesn't need fixing? Reed Shepard. We didn't talk about this. Uh, I Really, we haven't talked about it nearly enough. Have you seen the numbers he's been putting up in that Lexington Catholic tournament? Uh, there was a 50-burger against PRP, and... It doesn't matter how old I get. I'm always going to love watching those losers lose. Whoa. I cannot stand PRP. 30-year-old talking to uh, 14-year-old saying, I'm happy that you are a loser, little kid. Yeah, don't really care. Like, it's just, it's just, it's, I know that I should not say, like, you're an adult. There, It's a high school. Why should you care so much? It's just, it's, it's ingrained in me. Just, I can't help it. Can't help it. Don't like PRP. Um, love to see Reed Shepard absolutely own them in the Lexington Catholic Christmas tournament. I, I forget what the name of it is now, but they did uh, they did pretty well. Uh, almost made it all the way to the finals before falling to GRC. I did not see yesterday's results uh, from the third place game, though. Um, did not see what happened. That that tipped off at I think like four o'clock in the afternoon. He had twenty six points at four threes, eight assists. Yeah, pretty good. Even in the games that he's not shooting well, too. I think that's the part that Kentucky fans, when you go watch him, you're not going to get that 50-point great shooting night every time, but you're at least going to see him distribute the ball, rebound, I mean, get steals, block shots. I, I think in the first three games, he had a 5-by-5 five five stat line every single time where he was getting at least five block shots, steals, assists, rebounds, and points in every single game. Pretty good. Yeah, and also just like they, they beat Lexington Catholic 81-78. I'm noticing the games that North Laurel's playing in, and there may be an exception out there somewhere. High-scoring, fun games. I bet people going out and watching Shepard are, are entertained with what they're seeing. And, yeah, it, I like it that, like, yeah, he's not going to score 50 points every night. Sometimes you have to settle for 26, but he will impact the game in other ways. And he does. And that seems to be a trend with the stat lines as he's doing a little bit of everything. Cool to watch, and yeah, dude, 
the the lore around him by the time he gets to UK's campus. Goodness mm-hmm. gracious. And there I he will be the all-time leader in nil at Kentucky probably for a good bit, I would imagine. They've uh they've also stepped up who the, like their competition. That was the thing last year. Is they did a good job beating up on the 13th region, but you know, it's 13th region. They they've really stepped up their level of play and it's uh it's been impressive. Yeah, it uh it has going to be a fun high school basketball season over the next couple months. A uh, texter on the Thornton's text line says, worst Madden cover athlete, Vince Young, 2008. We'll not stand for the Vince Young slander. Yeah, I'll, I'll go. I mean, there's no way Vince Young's worse than Peyton Hills. No way. He was rookie of the year, and then they put him on the cover. He's good. He was also, like, the, the glamorization of Vince Young cannot be overstated for how awesome he was for that, you know, four or five years. He was good for a little while. He just fell off a cliff pretty quickly, and that happens with running quarterbacks. Yeah, it it, it can, um, especially uh, running quarterbacks more so. You can find the the exit from the NFL faster than, than throwers. Throwers can just hang out on third team or do practice squad, really, if they want to, uh, well into their, to their late 30s. Runners – don't seem to have the same luxury there. Uh, how long was Vince Young in the NFL for? Peyton Hillis in the NFL for seven years. Seven years for Peyton Hillis? That's impressive. Yeah, I mean, obviously, after Cleveland's where he really shined. Um, only He played 81 NFL games, started 34. Uh, actually, less for Young. He played in 60 NFL games. Wouldn't uh, you... Three, four, five, six seasons. Okay, so about the same. You gotta, you gotta give the nod though to Vince Young having a more impressive football career. He got hurt in '08. Um, only started in one game. Uh, that was his third season. He came back and uh, was eight and two as a starter the following year. Um, but. Uh, you know, that that was his kind of last hurrah. I think that was also when they were having Jeff Fisher coaching changes. I don't remember who replaced him, but I think that had something to do with the instability in, in Young's career. Yeah, uh, probably so. Fun player to watch. One-time Green Bay Packer, or at least on the practice squad, and nobody can ever take that away from him. Nope, nobody can. Uh, another texter on the Thornton's text on says, guys transferring, sticking out the bowl game speaks to the culture in our program. No issue at all with the guys who didn't, who did, who don't, or gosh, who did or didn't do that. But it's cool to see from our side, if teams are good about transfers before their bowl game, run a better program where guys want to stick around. Yeah. Just run a better program. Get like Kentucky. Well, there is probably some truth to that. Like Kentucky will just naturally, I mean, Kelvin Joseph kind of opted out a little bit early. He, he, Jeff Bidette transferred when things were going pretty well at UK's football program. You'll have some guys leave that you don't want to leave, or you'll have some guys opt out that you don't want to have to opt out. It will happen from time to time. But when it's the exception instead of kind of the norm, it is the sign of a healthy program. It happens in other places. Not like UK's alone in this. It does happen other places. But it is nice. Again, you work so hard in the regular season for to make to make as good as a bowl game as you can. Okay, a citrus bowl, like we said, pretty darn good one. You may as well play in it. You may as well go through the experience. As Roush has detailed during today's show and yesterday's show, these guys seem to be just having an absolute blast. They're having fun. 
and these are memories that they're going to have the rest of their lives. Why would you want to, why would you want to opt out of that? Why would you want to volunteer not to make those memories? Some instances is an extra game worth it when you've got, you know, 50 to hundred million waiting for you in April or May or whenever they do the NFL draft. I I can't blame people for that, but again, this is what you work for. You need. I, I think it's important that people stay with their teams, hang out with their teams during this time of the year. And I'm glad that at UK, it, not after every U of L game, when we wait for that Sunday or the following Sunday for the bowl alignments, I'm glad that we're not worried about. Well, you know, who really cares what bowl you're going to go to? Because he said that he's not going to play. He already dropped out. Where the, there's rumors that he's not going to play. That would kind of take all the air out of the balloon in bowl season, if that was the norm. And it's yeah. not Kentucky, and I like that. Yeah, yeah. Like, it's good to know that they care as much. It, yeah. I think that's, I think that, that's, that's part, of, part it. of it, is like knowing that your players care as much as you do as a fan, you want them to. And, hell, they even if they don't, you just want to think that in your mind. And uh, I, you get that from the Kentucky football program, and I think that's why it's been so endearing where uh, there's been some – like in basketball, there's so much turnover. Fans have really embraced the football program because it's kind of the opposite. Like you know it, you you know in your heart that these guys care, even though you really don't. They just have to be here for at least three years. But they seem to enjoy themselves. It was fun seeing, you know, like kids take pictures with, with Wandell going into the top golf. Like that's the kind of stuff that like, man, I would have been fired up as a kid if I got to meet Wandell Robinson, you know? So I – I, uh, I I think it's cool to, to, to see the, the team and the program that, that Mark Stoops has built. Yeah, I mean, I'll always remember going down to Tampa and seeing Tim Couch play as a, as a young – I was a young little Wildcat fan, and I'll have that memory forever. And there's other ones that will be heading down to Orlando with their families this time of year and say, I remember going down there and watching Wondell Robinson or, or Will Levis, you know, depending on how their careers turn out. So uh, it's cool. The fans support during the year. A lot of them are going to support during the bowl game quite literally by going down there. It's always nice when the players do the same. And again, I don't think we're, we're not the group that's going to point fingers and talk about what's wrong with kids these days. If there are opt-outs, we can understand it. Doesn't mean we have to like them. Doesn't mean we have to like them. So keep the text rolling in on the Thornton's text line, 502-414-1450, 502-414-1450. Another texter says, can't let this season slip without mentioning the absolute tree trunks that Pascal has. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. As Roush said, redwoods. That uh, I couldn't think of the trees in Northern California, but they are. He's just a he's a ginormous human being. The uh, the other one who's like that too, obviously, bully. But like, it's even funnier to see bully wearing like some cut up shorts and stuff, or like a cut up shirt at practice, just because the amount of you know what's that these guys give at their tire practice kind of low for most unless you're a swag guy there are some still some swag guys out there you know they got muscles they got to show them off i don't blame them if i had muscles too I, I would show them off i'd love to see justin next to josh pascal's thigh <laughs> <laughs> he really does just have like two little justin kalins for legs oh man <laughs> And that's no disrespect to Justin. That's a compliment to Josh. That dude is uh, he, he is huge. How tall hey, Roush, is he? Uh, what what, what um, is it? Six? Six? 
Pascal? No, he's six three, probably. Because I did uh, this football season, I did go stand next to Keon or uh, Goodwin just to see the difference, and that man is huge. Yeah, he, yeah. He, I was having a conversation yesterday with somebody. It's like, man, Keontae makes everyone look small. <laughs> he's just an enormous human. Roush, what did you think of uh, random question? The the four position last night in basketball. Brooks and oh, Toppin. Was a great balance. Uh, in, Only I think 11 it, minutes for Toppin. Yeah, but he, he did have a nice uh, block shot. I mean, it's it's what we said. Like We figured we cracked the code to the four position, I believe it was last week, where you're probably not always a Keon Brooks, his offensive game was on. He had a nice block shot. I was joking with somebody. He's like, man, you know you're not good if Keon Brooks is swatting your shot. But that, that one, he actually did like time it up well. He's he's not a great on-ball defender, but he does time up uh, his blocks well. He's an aggressive rebounder, and he was scoring. He was, he was scoring. They were running the floor. Brooks, he had that offensive night, and I'm not going to expect it every night, but between him or Toppin, one of them is going to have a good game. Yeah, you just you, you need to have one of them. It could even really maybe even be like a combined one of them. Uh, let's see, their combined stats last night would be 21 points and 10 rebounds uh, with Keon Brooks doing the heavy lifting with those stats as a matter of fact. But that's great. That's awesome. Uh, 21 and 10 from your forward position, fine by me. Uh, it, it, is, it is interesting, though, like that – who is in between those two? It does just change the way the team plays completely. Offense at times can go through Brooks. It, it, the offense can look better. When Toppin's in, the offense doesn't – he's a, he's just a bystander almost to the offense. And, again, I like the idea of Toppin's in. Just people shoot and let him go get the offensive rebounds and do his thing there. Not The offense shouldn't go through a Jacob Toppin. But without Brooks in yesterday, Roush, there was times Kentucky just – didn't seem to really have an answer offensively. They'd bring Brooks back in. He would help. So it's uh, – yeah. we're going to be monitoring this these two all year. Brooks got significantly more minutes yesterday because his shot was falling. That's probably going to be what Calipari will prefer. We have enough evidence of that to feel pretty confident that if Brooks is having a solid offensive game, Roush, it's going to be his minutes to give up. And if he's not hitting, then I think Cal's going to say, well, if we're not getting offense out of Brooks, we know we're not getting great defense. Generally not awesome rebound. I mean, although he was aggressive last night and that was fun to see. We need more of that from Keon Brooks. But if he's not scoring, I think you're going to see the the defer to Toppin go in there and do basically everything else. Uh, but you only need one of them. It could even be a combined one of them. And last night, no coincidence, they get production out of the four position and it's another blowout win. The... Um... The thing, too, that you, you alluded to with Brooks that I, I, I got to shout out Davion Mintz because he did a similar thing where Kentucky was struggling and they, they couldn't really produce any points and Mintz was money from the three-point line, got things going. Um, I, you mentioned earlier with great – like, I'm, I'm Grady, shoot every shot. I think it's going in, even if it doesn't. Just keep firing him up. Mintz sometimes is a little – his trigger might be a little quicker than I would like. But he still will provide those moments that gives the team a much-needed boost of energy during a drought. Uh, he, the, the Darius Miller. like Things aren't going well. Let's get the old guy to hit a shot. And that's exactly what he did last night. 
Kentucky was stuck on 17 for like five minutes, and then he had a three, and then before you knew it, they, they were up by 15 points again. So uh like to see that from Davion Mintz last night. If Brooks, Ty Ty, Grady, Allen, or Mintz are open, they need to let it rip. If Wheeler's wide open, he he can be thrown into that as well. And then you kind of cut that group and it's all right, if Mintz or Grady or Ty Ty are covered, I'm still okay. If they feel if they feel it necessary, as long as maybe it's not too early into a shot clock, if they feel it necessary, I'm okay with even letting them shoot if it's contested. Uh, there's like tears to it where, yes, green light, okay, now let's put a defender on you. Now we cut you all off. It's like a game of uh, guess who. You knock over the people. And who's left? I don't care if Grady's got a hand in his face, let it rip. I don't care if Mintz has a hand in his face, let it rip. Same with Washington. Just too good of an uh, offense. First off, they're good shooters. Secondly, too good of an offensive rebounding team not to. And what what do you have on three-point rebounds, Roush? Generally long rebounds. So uh, I'll take Kentucky's five tracking down a long ball off the iron on a miss three versus any opponent on Kentucky's schedule. So I'm fine with those those, those three shooting. I'm fine with the bigger group if they're open shooting. Uh, it needs to be a team that plays fast, as Calipari wants. I don't want rush bad shots. But again, you're going to get teams out of position on rebounding. You saw it last night with Missouri. They were so concerned about where Oscar was, and they ended up wearing down that it didn't end up really mattering. But it allowed Ty Ty to grab six rebounds, which is above his average. It allowed Brooks to grab nine, which is above his average. Collins, who we've been kind of craving to be a better rebounder, as he'll get bigger and his size will grow as he gets older, uh, he was able to get four, which, you know, that should be kind of the norm for him. But you, there's going to be more of that. So I didn't even realize uh, he played long enough to get four. The Collins did some all right things last night. Yeah. I, I, I really like like I was probably a little overzealous last off season on Collins, but as expectations kind of started to be polished a little bit, this is the this is exactly what is good for him. Get what you need out of him. Let him grow. Let him learn. You're not relying on him on under any stretch, but he still just will do plays Roush that you can't believe. Yeah. <laughs> That uh, I don't know if it was a jump ball or whatever that tie up he had off that rebound. Not many people would be able to get that rebound, and I just love that he's using that athletic. Like he he's playing with some tenacity out there. It's not he's not the best basketball player right now. Like you, the word polished is the one you use is correct. Um, use it for expectations, but his skills he's he's got a long way to go in his skill development. But he he is playing aggressively and doing the hustle things as a lengthy guy. That that's what this team needs. Whenever Shibway's not in the game, they need him to try to mimic that motor because uh, others feed off it. That's that's infectious. It really is. Should we head to our last break? Let's do yes. it, and then we can uh, wrap up the t- Thornton's Texan. I am uh, I might be grabbing some cornbread hemp during the break because my legs. Just do a lot of walking down here. Body is just mad at me right now. And the cornbread hemp can do my body some good. 25 to 1 CBD to THC ratio. It's the good stuff. Extra strength. Try it now by visiting cornbread.com and putting in the promo code Big X. That'll get you 30% off your order. 30% off your order. It's an incredible deal. Do not wait. Try the long-lasting, wonderful effects of CBD this new year. Make it your New Year's resolution 
with cornbread hip. Sounds good to me. I think anybody could use that this time of the year. We'll be right back. This is Kentucky Roll Call on Big Ed. Roll go. Welcome back to Kentucky Roll Call with Walker and Roush. Welcome back to Kentucky Roll Call here on Big S Sports On your Thursday, uh, the lone day in this little stretch where Kentucky doesn't have a, a game. Or maybe the women play. Not 100% sure their schedule. But uh, they may play. You never know. Never know. Okay. They don't play. Okay. I think they're on a little bit of a break. Yeah. They were supposed to play uh, Auburn and they got a COVID. That's situation. right. Yeah. Yeah. That's right. Okay. Because um, it's not normal they'd go on this long of a stretch not playing any games. And I did remember a team got canceled on them but uh yeah that game actually would have been tonight so good call there roush i want to tell you about our friends at salsaritas two locations in louisville middletown and st matthews whether it is a loaded jam-packed burrito where you take a bite and some of the delicious juicy meats fall out or maybe it's a quesadilla you take a bite and it does that thing with the cheese where like part of it goes underneath it like wraps around underneath your chin and you're like, oh my gosh, it's so cheesy. And you got to like pull it off. That's Salsaritas for you. Maybe you're trying to eat healthier. You're getting a kickstart on the new diet for New Year's. How about a taco salad from Salsaritas? Fresh lettuce. Everything there is fresh. Two locations, Middletown and St. Matthews. Download the app. If you're having a New Year's party, if you're having a UK watch party on Saturday, let them cater. Forget about having to cook. Forget about using the smoker. Just let Salsaritas deliver the catering to your front door. It'll all be right there for you. They'll bring it in. They'll set it up. And then you don't have to worry about the food for your party. You can worry about hosting. It makes it that much easier when you use Salsaritas. And everything you do, you can do on the app. Download the Salsaritas app. It'll save you time. It'll save you money. It'll save you convenience. And everybody only has so much convenience. Only so much, but Salsaritas, they've got plenty of them. It's the best. Um, almost as great as our wonderful textures on the Thornton's text line. 502-414-1450. A texter says, hard to play with three non-shooters. We were topping Oscar. If we're going to play Toppin, would like to see more of it with Tata, Mince, and Grady. That's a... It's a good observation. Yeah, I don't uh, disagree with you. I, I just there are going to be times where the lineup though isn't maybe the most ideal offensive lineup. I don't think that's an indication on Cal's coaching. Now, if he lets it go on too long, where Kentucky sees a lead evaporate and then it turns into a large deficit, then that's too long. But if a team goes on a run, I think Calipari reserves the right to let's make adjustments and then go from there. Mm-hmm. If he gets caught with his hand in the cookie jar with not the best lineup, that happens from time to time. Some guys, some some days, guys just don't mesh with one another. The chemistry ain't there. Shots aren't falling. What one thing one player expects another player to do, maybe that game it's just not there, and that changes the way he plays based on his teammates. So uh, it, it, that's not my favorite lineup either, Texter, though. Long ways about getting to that. 
Uh, he did mention Wheeler, though, and I thought this was another case of where Oscar stole the main guy's shine. It was Grady last week. I thought Wheeler, the way he was attacking, particularly in transition, not every single... I, I mean, you could almost... It's, it's reminiscent of the way that Liam Cohen will run one play to set up another. He was going right at Missouri, getting his shoulder into him, hitting that scoop shot. And then you had an instance where... They just they were not going to let that happen again. Cut him off, and Wheeler just dropped it off to Keon Brooks for an authoritative slam. It was like, man, this is this is beautiful basketball. This is what we've been missing from point guard play for the last couple of years. Awesome, I, I remember the specific play. Awesome play by Wheeler, just showing his experience. What the you know, kid, people should show their kids that play. Not good for radio because I don't you know I can't like. I can't project it into your brains where you see the play that we're talking about. But if you remember the game last night on the big Brooks dunk, that was all set up by Wheeler going in transition, seeing that uh, I forget who was it Grady on the other side. I forget who the guy, the other player was the, the D the, the defender on Missouri stayed with Grady. Let's just assume that it's Grady. Wheeler saw that he still had his man on him but he just knew where his teammate was going to be right behind him trailing. He dumped it off, basically turned into a lead blocker at that point, And you saw the result, uh, a huge slam, a lot of fun. And Wheeler is a really good point guard. I do. He he's bringing this up a lot, Roush. And we talked about this when he committed, but now you're finally starting to see the, the proof in the pudding as to say, he knows SEC teams. He knows SEC style yeah. of basketball. Yeah. I mean, he's he's been through it as much, if not more so, than anybody on Kentucky's team that they've got. Uh, so he knows the style of play. He knows what teams are going to do. He knows what other coaches are going to try to do. And that's and other teams will know him too. But I'll take Wheeler in that exchange. Mm-hmm. He's just a smart player. You know, you just kind of trust him. That's why that Notre Dame game was so weird. He did some uncharacteristic things. Kentucky loses. I don't think those things are coincidence. A texter says, Bruiser Flint looks like Charles Minor. Hmm. Justin, what do, you, what do you think? Uh, suck it, Roush, because I looked Charles Minor up, so I know it's a guy from the office, and I agree. <laughs> you know who that guy is, though? I don't, know. It's uh, Idris Elba, sexiest man alive, like two or three years ago. Oh, yeah. Uh, so to be Charles, the new James got Bond. You. So Charles Minor's his show name. Yeah, yeah. Okay, because yeah. so, I, th- I saw something about Idris Elba, and I thought he looked a lot like him. So I'm sure Bruiser Flint would take that as one of the highest compliments. Absolutely. Do you miss Bruiser Flint, Justin? Yes. Do you yes, think I about do. Bruiser often? Bruiser was – he was my favorite assistant coach. He was the one – so he actually took – cool memory. Me and uh, Jim Coyle were at Assembly Hall, and Bruiser actually let us in the practice facility – and we were like, hey, we're looking for Coach Archie or whatever. So he took us through the tunnels of our practice facility to Assembly Hall. And actually, Coach Coach Miller joined up with us during that walk. It was really cool. Well, that is cool. Yeah. Nice. So I've, I've always liked Bruiser Flint. He was, he was, Bruiser Flint was a real nice guy when, when we met him. So, yeah, I miss him. People around Lexington speak very highly of him. Uh, so, yeah, seem, seems like a nice nice fella. A texter says, January is about to be a fun month, boys. The schedule is tough, but I only see two losses, and then we finish out the SEC with a 14-4 and record that have six losses on the season. Well, maybe seven, depending on what you think about that Kansas game. SEC conference schedule is going to be fun this year. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, 
the SEC and and you know we briefly talked about it the Auburn LSU game last night Tennessee Alabama one thing that we certainly won't remember in March but we need to remember this will impact SEC standings Roush and if Kentucky is in a position number one seed in the SEC tournament number two seed these games that are happening right now will matter in the standings they already matter in the standing if Kentucky is in a position let's hope this isn't the case where you're between that five and four seed whether you get to play on Friday or you got to play on Thursday that stuff matters too so uh, these games do matter what I will tell folks root for home teams to win just root for home court to serve because Kentucky will take care of business on their home court. There may be a slip-up that's happened before. I don't anticipate it, but it could happen. Root for the home teams in the SEC schedules. Uh, you don't want Tennessee going on the road and stealing a bunch of games. You don't want Auburn going on the road and stealing a bunch of games. That will help them in the standings, and that will mean Kentucky will need to steal games on the road, which generally Calipari, SEC road games, not his forte. So that's who to root for in these games. Just generally root for the home team or the worst team. Okay. I'll keep that in mind. Keep that in mind home as the season the progresses. Okay. Yeah. Can, a texter asks, can someone please tell me why Matt Campbell is always mentioned for big jobs? What has he done? Does he have blackmail on people? He sucks. Maybe uh, my he, favorite text ever into the show. He did. They they won. They won something last year. They played pretty well. They were in the Big Twelve Championship game, and I think they lost and played in New Year's Six game, if I'm not mistaken. But I'm with you. He gets way overhyped. Way overhyped. Uh, he's way. been to five straight bowl games at Iowa State. That that's that's something to yeah. To, and, you know, took him to the Fiesta Bowl in 2020, which was a, a big deal for him. But uh, I think for Iowa State standards, I think some people, you know, could say, like, he's built something there at a place that hasn't been the most stable in their program's history. I think there's some parallels to Stoops in Kentucky. Yeah. No, there certainly is. I was actually having a conversation with uh, one of the reporters down here, and he's like, well, because – it's like, why do they like Matt Campbell so much? He's like, well, because he really is Iowa State. You know, they, yeah. they haven't had much else. So that's why he is locally. I just don't understand it nationally, the love fest there. Uh, it's, a good, it's, it's a good question. Mm -hmm. I'm not sure. Maybe he's just, it, with anything with media, maybe he's nice to media and people feel like they get access, so they're going to say nicer things about him. That sometimes play roles, plays a role in this stuff. You know that as a journalist. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. I'm definitely – come on. You can grease my wheels. I'm in between. The mute button has just been absolutely clutch today because these allergies are just way out of control. I've been sneezing my nose every – blowing my nose every two seconds. So The, the, been, the weather changing, it's, 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 it's just wrecks – it can wreck your nasal cavity. It's crazy. I mean, it's wild. And, like, you know, luckily it's just – it's – it's not like an infection mucus or anything. It's not like the gross green stuff or anything. You just like got that. a lot of it, you know, and you got to get it out. Yeah, and it's annoying. But uh, luckily, that mute button has been clutch today because I've been sneezing and doing all sorts of stuff in the background. A texter says, "Post game caller brought up the subject of cheerleading banners. I know there's volleyball banner memorial, but what about banners for U.S. amateur golf champs, Olympic gold medal, silver medalists, and other women's All-Americans like Madison Lilly, Ryan Howard? These athletes deserve to be honored in this way somewhere. 
Well, they, they are in their place of play. Like volleyball plays a memorial, so there's stuff for the volleyball team there. Ryan Howard will have her jersey and eventually retired at memorial. And I, I know that you don't get to see the golf. Like you're probably not at the U Club that often, but they honor their winners out there just like the track and field team all over that Nutter Indoor facility right now that Stoops wants to get track out of there. They've got stuff honoring track and field athletes. It's just you're not going to see it at Rep Arena because you're not running track at Rep Arena. Bring back the UK Hall of Fame at the Rep Arena Convention Center. And I know that was specifically basketball, but you know. That was awesome. We've we've we bring it up probably a couple times a year. It was confirmed sweet. I wish they had it. <laughs> a texture. Thorn's text line says, is Roush going to leave the show early again to go tweet about the Iowa tight ends? Wow. Uh, not today. Joke's on I, you. It's 8.50 and here's Roush. Yep. Suck it, Texter. I will have to leave early tomorrow, though. Stoops and oh. Ference will be talking at 8.30 a.m. So. Well, we'll see if we can cut you off early. It just depends how busy we are. Uh, <laughs> it's, like a, it's like a restaurant. Texture says, heard on one of his podcasts that Roush was out of options and just had to go to Hooters for dinner. He's definitely enjoying himself a little too much with this bowl trip. Oh, was, yeah, you're out of options, huh? Well, it was. It, first off, it was lunch. And secondly, I was trying to go to Denny's, and Denny's had a wait. Like, what? Denny's wait, has a wait? You would take Denny's over Hooters? It was 11 in the morning. I wanted a big breakfast. <laughs> and, and then I was like, well... <laughs> I'm kind of in a hurry. I need to get to football practice. And so I just went and sat at the bar and ate a salad at Hooters with like three other people in there at 11, 15 in the morning. How was it? It was fine. It was fine. Were the waitresses friendly? Yeah, they were nice. Oh, nice, Good service. Service Uh, service with a smile. Yes. Gotcha. Well, good. Glad you had a good time. Uh, But yeah, you had to go to Hooters. I get you, Roush. Wink, wink. That was my first time going to a Hooters, and man, I, I went one year and watched some NCAA tournament games. But that's been four or five years. They changed. A, they changed the uniforms. Well, I don't think everywhere. Well, what they, they changed are, them in Florida. How are they changed? They're uh, even more revealing. Oh, I think I, I think they made the shorts not cover as much cheap. Short, yeah. They're 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 not as they're, they're somehow more, more short. They're wedgier. They're, yes. Yes, that's a good way to put they're, it. They're more wedgier. Yeah, I think some waitresses weren't happy about this change. I wouldn't Although, be happy about it either. Like, well, who wants to have a wedgie all day? You don't sure. have to work at Hooters. Well, that's true. Okay. Astute observation there by Justin. That's not forced labor at Hooters. You are correct about that. Uh, paid what I would there. say is, like, that's where you draw the line on the uniform. <laughs> like, that's where it was just too much for you. But I I agree with you, Roush. I also would not want a wedgie. So yep. maybe maybe that's where the line needs to be drawn. Um, yeah, astute observation from you. I'm glad you enjoyed your trip. John here. Good, great <laughs> win morning. Just in short time, Coach Cal and the staff really helped Oscar. Wheel and Grady take major leaps in their game. Now we are flexing that gold standard of college basketball. Wheeler is my favorite player on this team. He is our general on the court. Without him at times, we might be lost. Who is your guys' favorite player at this point in the season? It is Oscar. Who else do you really like? Well, got to go. Talk to you later. Uh, I, I wanted to just shout you out 
for making a great point, John, that Oscar's game has really taken a step forward. He was good at West Virginia. Maybe some of the 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 lack of production was just his unhappiness with the style of Huggins, but like you could see how this coaching staff has helped develop Sheboy since he got to Lexington. He got here halfway through last year, correct? Yes, and I think that's a big part of it too. If he doesn't get here at mid-semester last year, I don't know if we see the Oscar that we've seen. I wouldn't have thought, and you know, I didn't get to see practices or anything like that during the summer. But if you would have, if you were asking us in August or even September, what is Oscar? I don't want him to bring offense to the table. No, no, no. Don't need him shooting. Don't need him doing. He's been such a pleasant surprise offensively and the credit needs to go to Oscar for that, for working hard and getting better. But obviously Kentucky's coaching, this was not the player at West Virginia. Now he is older. People should get better. People could say, well, Johnny Jazang wasn't the player that he was at Kentucky. Uh, Sheboy was getting the minutes. He was, he, he was a starter his freshman year. And then minutes were starting to decrease a little bit sophomore year, but it wasn't like he was getting five minutes, six minutes a game or anything like that. Uh, that was the case with Jazang, just wasn't getting enough playing time. He was behind some other really, really good guards. And I have no doubt if Jazang came back for another year at Kentucky, he would have put up silly numbers at UK, similar to what he did at UCLA. I don't know if Oscar's offensive game develops the way that it does at West Virginia because they didn't even try to use him as an offensive piece where sometimes I don't always love it. Calipari's thrown it into the post Oscar. He's feeding mm-hmm. them on the block. And that just is something that would not have happened at West Virginia consistently. Nope. Would not have good, happened. Good text, John. Yep. Great text. Uh, Smack talk provided boost in the arm. TJ, is that political? Oh, I said that the Iowa player, it was a boost in the arm for like the, the, the game. <laughs> wow. <laughs> I, I, I didn't politics with Terry. Well, actually, did you see what the CDC said, Roush? Oh, what did the CDC say, TJ? They said, this is important, that you need to stay home if you're sick, but they said you can come over if you're thick. <laughs> They're changing everything now. So that is, that's the latest update from the CDC. <laughs> A texter on the on the Thornton's text lot says, "Easy there, Nick. I went to PRP and I listen. Pretty respectable people. You sound angry, perhaps because of the L's taken. The Colts need to just recruit six foot eight kids like Saint X and Trinity does. Stop throwing Saint X in with the recruiting. All right, they want a state championship the good old fashioned way. And secondly, Roush, people at PRP don't like you saying such nasty things about them. Well, they better get used to it." Because I'm not not slowing down. And is the Kentucky gr- commit on that basketball team? Uh, Elijah Reed? N- I don't think so. Um, I'd like to see they, him guard Reed Shepard. That would have been they, fun. They do have a really good uh, former St. Paul Raider, though, uh, Keith Robinson. He had like 32 in that game against uh, uh, Reed Shepard and co. And that overtime loss. He. Suck it. Another texture on the Thorns text on says, agree with Roush. PRP can suck it. Wow. PRP really dividing the masses on today's Kentucky oh, roll call. Gosh. A Dexter says, has anyone heard if Sharp made it to campus? Somebody was tweeting me yesterday and saying, I saw him on the bench. I saw him on the bench. And then people were <laughs> arguing in my mentions about whether or not he was there or not. I think the final conclusion was not on the bench yesterday. If he was on the bench, then. And everybody missed it. Yeah, like, come on. We, we would have noticed. Um, oh, can I briefly talk about, did you see the Dan Issel controversy? Oh, man. Shrebel. Hey, James Shrebel. Like him. Think he's a great guy. 
UK just helped donate $5 million to Western Kentucky. If they're not bending over backwards to make sure Dan Issel has a ticket to the game at Kansas, mind you, what? then I, I don't think Kentucky needs to be called out. As so, he said it was a travesty. Oh, my God. And if you're if this is all news to you, James, who it's, we all very much like, he, yeah. he went on a big rant about how Dan Issel asked UK for a ticket to the UK-Kansas game, and UK said they only give us you know 12 or 15 tickets, but Kansas said they're going to hook you up, and that really, I guess, ticked off Shrebel as a disrespectful thing I mean, like, UK did to their alumni. It's a tough ticket to give. Like, it's hard, like, there are just tickets everywhere that they can just throw around willy-nilly. But and, it's not like they can like, just you give know, any alumni tickets to every road game on the yeah. schedule. And I and, think if Issel, if it came down to like, hey, Issel saying, hey, I can't afford a ticket, but I really want to go to this game. Can you get me one? Then I'm sure UK would purchase the ticket for him. But there's an M. Night Shyamalan twist to all of this. Oh, what is it? Mike Pratt cleared the air and said, UK is going to hook him up. I was just joking. None of the, like, this isn't real. So Strebel did his thing where he went over the top preemptively? For nothing. Huh. And tried to paint UK as not being accommodating just a week after they raised almost $5 million for charity. Well, and after they're hosting how many alumni for this game against High Point tomorrow that like played for Tubby? Like, it, it, this Strebel, is just another like, example of like, you all keep throwing rock at the Kentucky basketball house and it, it will crumble folks. Like this is not something to create a controversy out of. It just isn't just, same stuff just, with complaining about the schedule or complaining about Calipari, not shooting enough threes, all those things. It's just noise. Not Let's every, noise. not every really, take has to be spicy. Yeah. This could be a really fun year, Roush. I mean, it's going to be a shame for the folks that are going to try to just pick different controversy, Dante Allen, the schedule, whatever, not enough three pointers, Dan Issel. All that is noise. This is going to be a really fun year. Mm -hmm. It's going to be a fun team to follow in 2022. They've got one more game to close out what has not been all that great of a 2021, but it's against Tubby Smith. He's uh, one of my favorite coaches of all time. I'm sure Roush thinks very, very highly of him as well. Tomorrow we'll do uh, we'll do kind of a preview memory. We'll have some fun with it. We'll talk about our favorite players and that sort of deal, and it'll be a good time. But in but folks do need to try to remember to enjoy this ride. I think this is going to be a fun basketball season. Does it mean a national championship? I don't know. Luck is involved in that. To win six games in March, luck is involved in it. But the ride's going to be fun. It's a really good team. Seems like a likable bunch. Let's. My advice would be to quit with the nonsense, con fake controversies. Nip it in the bud. Just Get my it out advice. Of here. I can't tell people how to fan. Do whatever y'all want. But you're going to miss out on what I think is going to be a pretty fun season. And especially after last season, Roush, we need a fun season. I think this is going to be it. So uh, that's going to be a good time. We'll come back. We'll preview Kentucky and High Point tomorrow. Any last words, you two? No, just uh, excited. Excited to have our, our final show before the Citrus Bowl tomorrow as well. So going to be a fun New Year's for the Big Blue Nation. Final Justin? show of 2021. So we better bring our A game for it, and we will. We want to hear from you on the Thornton's text line one last time in 2021, so get them sent over over tonight and into tomorrow morning or even when the show's rolling on, and we will see you at 7 a.m. for one final 2021 show. Kentucky Roll Call on Big X Sports Radio. TJ Walker, Nick Roush, Justin Kalen. We'll see you on Friday.